I've got very painful memories of sort of getting a message from someone saying, right, we're doing a cloud-based event in, in, in two weeks' time. Can you extract all the videos where cloud is mentioned? And they used to have to try and remember, you know, we did sort of 40, 50 interviews at NAB and IBC, and I'd have to try and remember, right, these people spoke about cloud, these guys did, and go through and manually pull all that. And it could take a day to try and bring all of that content together, whereas now it's a much, much more efficient way of us being able to do that. That's Ben Dales talking about how machine learning generated metadata has been used to save time and generate better insights at the IABM. You're listening to the Metadata Matters podcast from Grey Meta. In this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate and work with that metadata. I'm Matt Eaton, Managing Director of EMEA at Grey Meta. This week, we're looking at how metadata can be used as part of knowledge management and industry research. To help me explore this topic, I'm talking to Ben Dales, Head of Digital, and Lorenzo Zani, Head of Knowledge at the IABM. The IABM is an independent international organization that connects, supports, and champions the entire media tech ecosystem. As well as being a content creator, the IABM conducts research on trends and topics that are important to its members. It provides market insights and is a trusted source of business intelligence within a fast-changing industry. The IABM's use of Grey Meta's Curio platform is a great example of how the same machine learning generated metadata can be used by different functions within an organization. Lorenzo and Ben also share some practical advice on adopting machine learning technology. Here's the interview. And this week we have two guests, uh, Ben Dales and Lorenzo Zani from the IABM. Hi both. Hi Matt, thanks for having us on. Hi Matt, thanks for having us. Hi. Um, so can we start by, uh, if you could introduce yourself uh, and the IABM and your roles there. Yeah, of course. So IABM is the independent international organization that connects, supports and champions the entire media tech ecosystem. We help make sense of the dynamically changing broadcast media and entertainment technology landscape with our always on platform that connects, shares knowledge and promotes collaboration, which makes us a trusted independent source for market insights, business intelligence, engagement and skills development. So I'm head of digital at IABM, and so working with the marketing team, I develop and oversee a large number of digital-focused projects, which in the last 15 months has grown massively as we pretty much tore up our marketing roadmap for 2020 and 2021, and have shifted focus to providing a number of digital initiatives for our members, one of the key elements of which is the knowledge project that I've been working on with Lorenzo, which is what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, and from my side, Lorenzo here, um, I'm head of knowledge at uh, IABM. And what this means in practice is that I oversee the production of the deli and delivery of our business intelligence reports on the MediaTek business. Uh, I create uh, and supervise the content uh, at uh, our events, uh, create the agenda uh, mainly for most of our events. Uh, as Ben said, uh, I work with him uh, on making our knowledge app and our content in general more accessible to uh, our members and the overall industry. Uh, and also I do a, a wide range of other things, including uh, um, analyzing how our uh, members use uh, our services. Great. Thank you. Um, 
And, and I'm, I'm so pleased that you could be on here. I mean, um, the IBM have recently started using Grey Matters Curio platform um, to tag um, video, audio, uh, images, and, and documents um, using machine learning services. So, you know, I'll, I'll look to uh, delve down a bit more into how you're using the platform. Um, but I wonder if we could start with, you know, just generally, what, what kind of role does metadata play in a membership organization like the IABM? I think uh, now it plays a very important role, um, much more important, of course, uh, since the start of the pandemic, because we've seen that people to uh, digital first models uh, uh, in different industries, including, you know, including us, and we've become uh, um, content providers uh, and content owners as well, because we started uh, we started uh, producing more content, uh, more video content, of course, through virtual events and uh, uh, interviews uh, uh, with uh, both members and uh, other stakeholders in the industry. Uh, we produce much more research as well. Uh, so I think metadata is very important because it allows us to have a uh, an analytical view of uh, all this uh, content to uh, make it more accessible uh, uh, for us and for for the um, companies using our services. Yeah, and I think from a marketing perspective, it's hugely important for us because it helps us to ensure that we're generating valuable data on what our members and digital users are looking at. You know what their interests are, what the most popular topics are, so that we can ensure we're creating relevant and engaging messaging. Um, and it's also helping us in the way that we've categorized tags and content within our website and CRM system. So as part of the newly developed taxonomy that Lorenzo created, um, we've been able to make searching for content and filtering for content a lot more effective, which in the current climate where, let's be honest, people are massively time poor, is vital for us to ensure that our website remains the go-to place for broadcasting media to source information and content. Great, yeah. And you've been, the IABM has been creating content for a while um, in terms of the videos and interviews that you do for BAM Live, the awards um, that you do each year um, uh, as well. I mean, how, how did metadata used to be managed, you know, in, in the past? I think from the website end, we, were, we weren't quite as connected as we are now. Um, so we were all sort of not all singing off different hymn sheets, if you like. Um, we were actually talking the other day, Lorenzo and I, about the spelling of esports and what the kind of company-wide definition of it is, is it e-sports or, or one word? And so I think that we were, you know, from a marketing point of view, we would have a piece of content that was maybe an area that wasn't our area of expertise. So it was a lot harder to know how to tag that. You know, we can all see if an article is entitled AI-driven workflows, we know what some of the tags are going to be. But, you know, by using a more detailed taxonomy, and a system such as Curio, it's enabling us to make sure that everything is joined up a lot more across all of our digital platforms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think from from uh, a knowledge and research perspective, uh, uh, it comes back to what I was saying before about the um, the share of uh, digital and physical uh, models uh, in different industries. I think uh, the demand for digital services, of course, has. Uh, uh, increased massively uh, due to the, the the pandemic, and we've grown our content footprint. And uh, I think it's, it's just overwhelming uh, now uh, 
it, it can be overwhelming both for us and, and for our members. So we want to, to make it more accessible uh, uh, through data. I think before the physical part of our services were probably more prominent and now the digital side is becoming more prominent. That's why we, we, we found uh, this need to, to streamline the, the search and finding of our content. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. It's a, a, a you at the beginning of 2021, um, the IABM started using Curio and machine learning services to automatically tag content and, and generate that metadata. Um, could you tell us a bit about your journey and and how you're using uh, machine learning technology to help with metadata? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, our journey is, is very recent, as you know, Matt, um, but it's very interesting, I think, um, because uh, the interesting thing for me is that our con content is mostly about what people have said rather than visuals compared to uh, what a lot of other media companies uh, are doing with their content. So we are... Of course, having object recognition, image recognition is important for us, uh, but it's not as important uh, as to uh, as what people have said during an interview or during uh, uh, an event. So it's it's really about the speech to text and leveraging the potential of that uh, scale for me. Uh, I think at the beginning we mainly focus on uh, having a kind of uh, consistent uh, and analytical workflow uh, to tag our content. So we use Curio for, uh, uh, as a kind of recommendation engine mo mostly for uh, un better understanding uh, uh, what, uh, what topics uh, uh, have been mentioned during uh, a piece of content and to, to help us uh, moderate the tagging. And I think also, uh, speed up the tagging massively because, of course, if you have uh, one hour of uh, content, uh, if you have uh, machine learning going through it and suggesting you uh, what you know, uh, what were the main topics of a piece of content, is uh, it massively helps from from our perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's really interesting because when Lorenzo and I first embarked on this project, we were looking at more traditional dam solutions. Um, but as soon as we had the demo from you guys on Curio, we completely changed the way we were approaching it. You know, we used to talk after each of the demos and we'd often say that as you have a demo, it slightly starts to lead you down a path. And as soon as we had the demo from you guys, we were, you know, we really want to go beyond the standard sort of dam methodology, if you like, to try and extract much more useful data. And I think from my perspective as well, I found that being able to extract an SRT file and use the Adobe Premiere plugin that you provided as it's probably, and this is no exaggeration, saved me around about an hour on each video with captioning, because in the past I would have to go through and listen and manually type, but you know, being able to drop in that SRT file directly into Adobe Premiere, it just means we can provide a better service that we're doing with the videos we're doing. It means that we have much more effective content that we're pushing out there. And we're also looking to use that as well to be able to create highlight videos and just be able to drop them onto timeline. And again, I think going back to people being so time poor, I think anything we can do to improve our workflow and our efficiency, which this is definitely helping us um, so far. Yeah, and to, to come back to, to what Ben has said, I think it's also about, uh, he talked about the DAM system. I think it's also about having a, a unified interface to content for search, which we didn't have before. 
and that is massively use, useful and maybe we'll talk about this for research as well uh, before our content was uh, was ra rather siloed in different uh, places now we have a unified interface where we can leverage uh, the uh, the potential of uh, uh, machine learning to to, to better find uh, uh, the um, the appropriate pieces of content depending on context as well of course yeah I've, I've got very painful memories of sort of getting a message from someone saying right we're doing a cloud-based event in, in in two weeks time can you extract all the videos where cloud is mentioned and they used to have to try and remember you know we did sort of 40 50 interviews at NAB and IBC and I've had to try and remember right these people spoke about cloud these guys did and go through and manually pull all that and it could take a day to try and bring all of that content together whereas now it's a much much more efficient way of us being able to do that that's good there's a great example yeah and uh, the idea of corporate memory and you know uh, this uh, knowledge being tied up in people's heads uh has definitely uh, sort of come up before in the um in the podcast episodes um, and another thing that i you know i think the way that the iabm have been using this technology is very innovative pushing in, into different directions as well which is really exciting for us i think the one topic that's come up again and again is around apis and generating the metadata using machine learning is one thing but then how you use that metadata for example in you know adobe premiere or uh, within a business intelligence tool um is it, it, is where the value really emerges and 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 um lorenzo i know you've been using power bi um to slice and dice some of this data um yeah of course uh, i am as i said uh, i think it's about uh, a consistent view of our content uh, across different formats as well. So for to, to give a specific example about this, we have uh, both uh, reports that are provided in different formats, including PDF uh, and videos. So uh, through our uh, uh, the platform, we can we can view uh, the the content from a unified interface, and uh, through the taxonomy Ben mentioned before, we can categorize the content and. Uh, and there is um, um, pretty much a, a real-time connection with Power BI, so we can <clears throat> visualize uh, uh, what were the, uh, the the main topics uh, uh, in in different videos, but also have a look at uh, which topics are most popular over time and track that, which is of course an additional tool uh, uh, to be able to make a better, more informed decision about content. And I think uh, uh, it's also about uh, um, coming back to the, the speech-to-text uh, uh, topic, uh, I think it's also about the, the, the power of text, text data, which from my perspective is, uh, is great. Um, we can uh, analyze that data in a very analytical way uh, at the moment. So also, um, if we do a little bit more work on in, into this, and this is a vision that we have for the future as well, it's, it's a bit more than work clouds. Uh, so, for example, connecting uh, the, the the text data that uh, we get from Curio uh, with uh, with other tools to do uh, text analysis. Um, so, uh, a lot of interesting use cases are emerging from this, uh, and I think yes, the Power BI um, application is very useful for us because it just. Uh, um, helps us track our content uh, a little bit better. And as an organization, we've started using uh, uh, a business intelligence tool 
like Power BI much more, even as a result of the, you know, the need to, um, to have a more informed view of uh, what our members are doing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, when people start the journey with machine learning, they often have you know, predefined views of how they're going to use it. And you mentioned that actually the, the, the speech um, analysis is much more useful than the visual analysis. Um, you know, I, I wonder if there are any other surprises that um, you've had after working with the tool and working with the metadata generated by machine learning. Um, from my perspective, uh, the main surprise uh, was also uh, discovering that this is uh, a very useful tool for research as well. I mean, I, I was I was already thinking about it uh, um, before, you know, uh, adopting this tool. But I think, uh, um, but as I said before, by having this tool, uh, we can go through it. Uh, uh, different pieces of content and provided in different formats. And we can, for example, uh, build some pieces of content uh, depending on a specific word or a specific trend. So for example, in our last BAM Live, a lot of people talked about uh, hybrid models. We can have a look at uh, the uh, where hybrid was, was mentioned. And of course, uh, that requires a little bit of uh, uh, moderation as well. So we have to check the context uh, uh, where a word has been said, but we can massively speed up uh, the, pros the, the creative process uh, by having uh, uh, a tool like this. Uh, so for me, uh, it, it's, it's just another um, source, uh, very powerful source for research. It's a primary uh, research source um, that uh, um, gives us uh, a, a more holistic approach to research. So it's not, it's not just data from surveys, it's not just data from interviews we do, but also using the content we, we provide to members to, um, to pro provide a, a, an holistic view to, uh, on industry trends. Yeah, I think from my point, as Renzo was just saying there about the being able to create these highlight videos and from uh, speaking with the marketing head on, being able to create content that we can use to promote future events you know Lorenzo mentioned BAM Live there it's a it's a quarterly event BAM Live is so being able to show people the type of content that's discussed and being able to say that easy because in the past it would be a case as I said before going through every video and writing down and picking out the bits that I needed whereas now it's a case of dragging you know what Curio's found with the with the extension in, in Premiere and dragging it in there and again it's just and I keep coming back to it but saving time and all of those things and I also quite like the um we've recently started looking at the identifying individuals and company logos as well um which is quite a good way so being a membership organization quite a lot of the times we might find that in interviews or events one or two of our members have been mentioned by quite a lot of the people that we're talking to so it's quite good for us to be able to sort of look through and be able to again build those highlight videos you know we can say to one of our members you know here's where you know, company a was mentioned seven times during the last event and here's what they were saying about it yeah it's pretty cool yeah oh, that's, that's excellent yes any thoughts on how you want to be using enriched metadata uh, within the ibm uh, this time next year yeah uh, i think from my perspective uh, as you said it's a, it's a gradual journey uh, i think it's one other thing which I haven't thought about, which is amazing for me, is that uh, we're a very small team. 
and uh, we managed to use uh, this technology, which means this technology is uh, is very accessible, and uh, that that is very interesting for me um, because it, it speaks to how much technology has developed in the last uh, few years. So I think uh, it will gradually improve because we will add more content. We will build up uh, a bigger archive, and uh, you know. Uh, we will have more data as a result of that as well. And the, the metadata will become better as a result of that too. I think uh, it's about, uh, um, by by this time next year, it's about a few things for me. Uh, as we said, making our content more accessible to man members uh, and people using our services uh, uh, through better categorization. And <clears throat> it's also about um, um, connecting the data that we gather through Coolio with other data sources as well. I spoke about resource, research, uh, but it's also Ben mentioned CRM. I think by uh, doing some clever connections between data sources, we can enable more personalization for our members as well uh, in terms of providing the relevant content, maybe at the right time as well. Uh, and then it's about, uh, you know, uh, increasing the amount and diversity of our research, which I talked about, and also our creative potential, because Ben mentioned, um, you know, being able to provide uh, uh, highlights uh, um, based on, you know, um, a specific topic uh, like cloud or hybrid, like I mentioned before, a massive improvement for me because uh, uh, with our limited resources, we wouldn't have been able to do it uh, before. So I think uh, it's about these main points. Yeah, I think from my perspective, it's both Renzo and I have always agreed with each other that this is an ever evolving and never ending project. Um, there will never be a moment where we say, right, we've nailed the knowledge project. That's it. We can move on now. It's always going to change. And I think what's been really good for us. Lorenzo alluded to the fact that we're a very small team. So being able to work with you, Matt and Jesse, you know, we have fortnightly calls, don't we? And making sure we're making the most out of the platform. So, I mean, I see that our workflows and the project will be very different and enhanced by the end of 2021. And I think it's really exciting to see because we're already seeing the benefits on our digital platforms because it's easier for us to tag content and also the cross-linking as well. So we do e-learning, we do various other elements that aren't quite under that content element, if you like. So being able to tie those together. So if someone's looking at a piece of, you know, an article on one topic, if we have any learning course on it, or if we are doing an award around it, then we can start to tie everything together by again, bringing back that central taxonomy. And also looking forward to using that metadata link to the website and users as well, because you know, everyone always says how important data is. So to be able to enhance our marketing efforts with our communications so that we're delivering streamlined and relevant information based on users activities and all of that all ties back to having you know that central metadata and the taxonomy as well that we've implemented yeah it's such an important message there you know that small incremental improvements but it's a it's a continual journey as well and um i, I think you know you, you're you've obviously uncovered new use cases since you started and and you don't know what further uh, use cases will will come up after using it uh, you know after a year so you know i think it's the exciting thing about it uh, and as you said lorenzo the the the, the metadata just gets better uh, the more content you put in there and the you know the longer uh, it looks back uh, you know the, the insights that you can derive in a year's time um, will be uh, you know 
really exciting to 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 look at as well. Um, sounds great. Um, perfect. Well, thank you, Ben and Lorenzo. Uh, it's been great talking to you today, and you know, it's it's uh, it, thanks for sharing stories about your journey using machine learning. Thanks so much, thanks, Matt. It's it's great working with you. Cheers. Thanks, Matt. Same here. Subscribe to the Metadata Matters podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you'd like to find out more about generating enriched time-specific metadata or GreyMeta's Curio platform, visit greymeta.com or email me at metadatamatters, one word, at greymeta.com. See you next time.